Hi there, and welcome to Radio Friaz's daily podcast, Everything You Know is Wrong, for November 8th, 2011. And this is why Herman is squirming. Instead of going into the offices, he suddenly reached over and he put his hand on my leg, <coughs> under my skirt, and reached for my genitals. He also grabbed my head and brought it towards his crotch. I was very, very surprised and very shocked. I said, what are you doing? I, you know I have a boyfriend. This isn't what I came here for. Mr. Kane said, you want a job, right? Don't be too hard on Herman. He's finally come up with what Democrats and independents have been clamoring for month after month. He's come up with a Republican jobs plan. Hey, you want a job? Screw your boss. You want to get ahead? Give it. The Kane Jobs Plan. Well, her name is Sharon Bialik, and uh, she probably will be remembered as the woman that created the sea change in the Republican primary process. Kane is history. He is dead meat. And who's it going to help? Is it like all those votes are going to go to Gingrich, the crazy professor? Or are they going to go to Romney, the unelectable, electable, inevitable, evitable? I mean, no, no, no. All it does, it's Gresham's law. Bad money, bad candidates drive out good candidates. I'm not saying that Romney's a good candidate. He's a flip-flopper. He's a pretzel. But he's not, as far as we know, an out-and-out -out sexual harasser, and he doesn't believe that God is talking in his ear. So that puts him head and shoulders above the other garden gnomes running for the spot. But they don't want Romney. He never gets above like 23%, the same 23% bozos who keep saying, yeah, Mitt, yeah, it's Mitt, 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 Mitt's, Mitt's with me, yeah, Mitt out, I don't know what we'll do, etc. and etc. Of course, the Kane campaign, Kane, immediately denied the story saying all sexual harassment accusations are completely false. So Sharon Bialik just made this up. She got on stage with Gloria Allred, whom the right wing hate because... <laughs> She's a woman with sand and doesn't, you know, doesn't take all their guff. And Sharon Bialik just lied to the international press, to the world. Why? Because she wants to bring down Herman Cain? Oh, here's some other reactions. Ben Smith. Gloria Allred knows what she's doing. And the details of Sharon Bialik's story today just look quite awful for Herman Cain. These things always do in their details, and the press conference ended a streak in which allegations had remained vague. That's right, two of the other women, they say there's four altogether. At least the first one didn't want to come forward because she didn't want to become the center of this awful spotlight. Sharon Bialik looks like she can take it. Okay, Andrew Sullivan. Absent any more details, all I can say is that at the very least, Kane needs to respond to the specific allegation. I believe the woman, but I tend to believe most professional women who give credible evidence of abuse of power by bosses. Steve Kornacki, simply put, Allred is exactly the sort of character that the Republican base loves to hate. So if the Republican voters, and more specifically, Republican opinion shapers like Rush Limburg and Sean Hannity decide to focus on Allred's role instead of Bialik's, Kane just might continue defying gravity. 
I don't think so. And Rob Dreher says Kane can yak all he wants about he's not going to talk about this stuff anymore, but that's all anybody is going to talk about until and unless he firmly and convincingly rebuffs this stuff. This drip, drip, drip is going to kill his campaign. I'd say it's probably dead already. You thought he was just a con man clown who was using his run for the presidency as a means of selling his books and raising his lecture fees. You were wrong. He's a lot more. He's a corporate coxman. Kane! Herminator the Sperminator. He's the harasser, the badasser, and the ladies love it, except for a couple of uptight livers who can't take a poke or a joke. There's a whole bunch of honeys out there who couldn't say no when the Godfather invited them up to his suite to look at his 999. Kane! So if you want a flip-flopping, backpedaling bitch, then vote for Mitt the Mormon. If you want a pompous, pathetic, pussy-whipped professor, then go for the newt. But if you want a real man who's not afraid to put his Johnson on the line, then your only choice is Kane! I'm Herman Kane and I approve this ad. Hell, it gets me hot. Hmm. What about that cutie down at headquarters? Herman got what he deserved because he thought he could play the American people for the fool. He never intended to be president of the United States. He just wanted to make money by raising his queue. You know, 25K isn't enough to speak for the Koch brothers. And now he's toxic. His books are in return, I'm sure. And nobody's going to want to go and get motivated by a guy that puts his hand on your genitals and grabs your head and heads it south. No, it's all over for the Sperminator. And I'm not the least bit unhappy. Well, maybe I am, because it just makes, what, Mitt Romney more inevitable? Mitt Romney, the man who used to be sane, the man who used to be a credible governor of Massachusetts, who now says he told Mike Huckabee, another dandy, that he, Romney, fully supported the personhood referendum that goes before the Mississippi electorate. Let me tell you about this precious little piece of legislation. If Mississippians vote to pass an unprecedented initiative today that would declare a fertilized egg a legal person under the state constitution, nobody, including the authors of the initiative, knows exactly how that law would be interpreted and enforced. But legal and medical experts are concerned that the personhood amendment could spur a litany of expensive court battles, bogus lawsuits, and moral and political conundrums beyond the scope of women's choice. This somewhat vague question facing Mississippi voters at the ballot is, should an undeveloped embryo have the same legal rights as a person? If the people answer yes, then state lawmakers will be faced with the challenge of figuring out what Proposition 26 means for practical purposes and how to implement it. The process of interpreting and implementing the amendment is likely to be complicated and fraught with legal challenges, considering the word person appears more than 9,000 times in the Mississippi Constitution. The law would unequivocally ban abortion, with no exceptions for rape, incest, or life of the mother, but advocates on both sides argue about the legal implications beyond abortion. 
The initiative could be interpreted to ban emergency contraception as well as the regular birth control pill, which can both affect a fertilized egg's ability to attach to the uterus. It could also complicate the legality of in vitro fertilization, which can result in a number of unused embryos and stem cell research would come under this awful ages. The personhood amendment raises other murkier questions. If every fetus is considered a person, does this affect voter districting? Would a woman who is three weeks pregnant be able to claim her fetus as a dependent on federal tax forms or in claims for government assistance? If a woman doesn't know she's pregnant, engages in some negligent activity that leads to a miscarriage, could someone prosecute her on behalf of the embryo? This law can go to the silliest and most radical extreme if you take it literally, said Michelle Alexandra, a civil rights law professor at the University of Mississippi. If this passes, all heads will turn to the legislature to figure out how to implement it, but the law gives no guidance as to how to do that. It can reach into so many spheres. The combinations are endless. Yeah, I mean, if you got a lot of women pregnant in Mississippi in one particular area, are they counted when you redistribute the vote? Oh, it'd go on and on. But what's really scary, beside the yahoos who put this together and the yahoos are going to vote for it, is that Mitt the Flip Romney says he's 100% behind it and would vote for it. Mitt, you've lost your wits. Crud life. The beer that's watered down upstream, where the fish don't swim and the sun don't shine. At the end of another long, long day of working down in the dumps, time to pick yourself up and take yourself home for another one-nighter with a six-pack of crud light. Party on, partner, until the crud runs out or your liver shuts down. Crud light is a deniable byproduct of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab Colorado. Alzheimer's Brewery with their fine products, Crud Light, Crud Light Smoky Slim, Hacker Snacks, Hacker Smacks, have been loyal sponsors, platinum sponsors of Radio Free Oz, but that isn't enough. We need you to keep us on the air, so go up to RadioFreeOz.com and press the green button and donate so that you can have Bergy in your ears. All right, let's end today with a marvelous story. Martin Kippenberger's art installation called When It Starts Dripping From The Ceiling was intended to look like a rubber trough that had once been filled with dirty rainwater. They pay big money for this stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, big money. Apparently, the artist's work was so realistic that a cleaning person at Germany's Ostwall Museum, where the installation is on display, thought the hand-painted patina was dirt and went to work washing it away. The piece remains on display while insurance reps and the installation's owner evaluate the damage. Some who knew Kippenberger, who died in 1997, believe the sometimes outlandish bad boy artist would have appreciated the cleaning woman's contribution to his work. Ah, the Philistine in me. I went into the Whitney Museum and I saw some installations that, from my poor, unlearned perspective, were a joke. Just pure crap. Well, one man's crap is another man's da Vinci. But I'll tell you, few and far between are the cleaning women who figured that they'd have to wipe the smile off of the Mona Lisa. See you tomorrow.